Hello, welcome to Chapter 3 Podcast, the show for readers of science fiction, fantasy, and romance. This is season three, episode five, and uh, today is very exciting. We are here to talk about Persuasion, both the book by Jane Austen and the recent Netflix adaptation. And me and Izzy have a very special guest joining us, Alexa Dunn. She's a YouTuber and author of four published books, including Pretty Dead Queens, which is a fantastic YA murder mystery. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, I like Persuasion so much. I technically wrote a retelling of it. So I, I yes. It, it's a remix. It's, yeah, uh, it's even yeah. rereading Persuasion. I was like, oh yeah, I didn't, I didn't do that. And I didn't do that. Okay. All right. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> but it's, I, it's I, inspired by. It works. Inspired, it's inspired yeah. by it. I still feel I was slightly more faithful than the Netflix adaptation. Oh. <laughs> Birds. <laughs> I'm salty. It's fine. I love it. Oh my gosh. Well, we have a lot to talk about. Mm -hmm. And the big thing here is Izzy. This was your first time ever reading Jane Austen. Yes. So tell us, please. How did it go? Okay. So I tried to do a regular audiobook and I was like, I cannot do this. (laughs) I cannot do this. And I've tried to read it with my eyes. I cannot do it. I can't. Like, there are some classics I can consume and, like, fine. And, Austin's writing for me. I just I have to have it read to me, and or dramatized by the BBC Radio, which Fair is what enough. I bought. I bought on Audible. You can get a four pa- or not a four pack. It's like all of them that are have all been dramatized, <laughs> and they've got like David Tennant and all different kinds of people. It was really good. Oh, so I listened to the dramatization cool. of Persuasion, which I feel like counts. It still told the story. I think you know you yeah. just left out like the little ephemera writing. You know, like I don't think well, I missed and- any plot. It's heavy on telling the actual Jane Austen book. Mm-hmm. So you probably, you got a more immersive experience. Exactly. It's because Anne doesn't really talk much. In yeah, book. that too. Yeah. Sure. I just, I always have struggled. I mean, and I don't know if my struggle with uh, Pride and Prejudice is the like sheer inundatedness of retellings and everything about that I've consumed over my lifetime. Um, that whenever I picked that book up, I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> I would just be like, I'm bored. I already know everything. I'm bored. Um <laughs> But this was nice because I don't, I didn't know anything about persuasion really. So it was very much just like coming to something with no real knowledge. Um, a lot of people I know it's their favorite. So I was curious to find that out. Like a lot of people were like, oh my God, that's my favorite. I, and I was like, that's interesting. So interesting. I mean, interesting. favorite's a tricky term though. So I technically call it my favorite, mm-hmm. but I, it's just that I love it differently than I love Pride and Prejudice. Mm-hmm. I love them separately but equally mm-hmm. or equally, yeah yeah for different reasons so that. that's yeah, fair it's just it appeals to me as like an older adult i think Some this one I, like definitely reading speech. it as an older like in my 30s much more effective than in if i had read this in my 20s or teens yeah also yeah. like there's this yearningness in this book that i really yeah. appreciated and enjoyed like that's what i enjoyed about it was how much yearning there was for um, I don't know whatever his name was at this point because like all I can see are the terrible movie people. <laughs> it's, we're gonna get into it, but like I've yeah. so, I just have questions about casting. I have mm-hmm. questions about the screenplay. I have questions about a lot of choices. Yes, so many choices. But and it's like I hate to say that, but it's like now my brain's been replaced like from the nice BBC radio version to oh, the movie. No. I'm like, Ugh, uh, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> If you're so inclined, all right, so there are two other adaptations of Persuasion. Mm-hmm. They both have flaws, but they're better than this. So watch one of them. 
Um, yeah, I personally That's recommend. Well, I'm torn. I have one more. This is not a, a podcast about every adaptation of Persuasion. <laughs> I will refrain, but say I love Rupert Penry Jones as Wentworth. He's incredibly hot, and mm-hmm. I like what he did with it. That that's the ITV version. So. Okay. okay, I love it. Yeah, Persuasion is not my favorite Jane Austen, but it was interesting rereading it now because I hadn't read it in a lot of years, and I do think I got on a little bit better with it at a later point in my life than I did earlier. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm one of these weirdos. I mean, I love I love all of them, but I really like Northanger Abbey a lot. I think it's hilarious, and it's I. It's great. I really want to see it is. I want to see somebody do a good YA type adaptation of it or like a film modern film adaptation. Mm -hmm. I think it would be hysterical and people would be really into it. I can see that. It's turning. I'm like, everything I I heard about (laughs) that one, like that's the one I'm excited to assemble eventually because I keep hearing that one also. Like a comic, it would be like a horror comedy kind of like comedy thriller thing. Yeah, it would be great. Like a girl who reads too many thrillers, you know, you know, watches too many, like too much true crime podcasts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And our, and our favorite movies were window or whatever. Like these conspiracies everywhere. Yes, exactly. (laughs) It would be great. I think it'd be hilarious, but you know, Um, yeah, no, but it was fun to revisit persuasion now. And I think it's, you know, well, and also Anne is older than I think some of the the protagonists of other Jane Austen mm-hmm. books. Yeah. So like she's like she's, she's lived a, a little spinster at what twenty yeah. seven? Twenty seven, something like that. Dagger yeah. through the heart. <laughs> <laughs> I mean they didn't live as long back then. Yeah, but yeah, that's what you have to remind yourself. You're like, oh gosh, they're treating her like she's dead. She's twenty seven <laughs> years old. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's true. I love all the comments about how like she's way past her prime how like her beauty has just really faded like she was yes. very pretty at 19 and now mm. not yeah. so much the not bloom so is much. gone the bloom of you it's gone. until it's her to see and then she's you know just looks fresh again well you know fact, i mean they didn't they didn't have a lot of sunscreen and advanced cosmetics skincare. at the time skincare yeah, so true. you know what are you gonna do exactly <laughs> so what did you like about it izzy the... Um, I think for it was mostly the yearning for Wentworth like that whole thing mm-hmm. was really enjoyable um, the like the weird sister like just the weird Mary. whole family dynamics in general were very weird and I was like yeah. I do love a weird family dynamic <laughs> so I like that's what I enjoyed the most I, I think Anne was like weirdly relatable in her yearning at times mm-hmm. yeah um but yeah I liked that part and I liked how like he re- left the le- like the, the letter leaving was really cute and sweet I enjoyed that it felt it's very like part. you know at the right time <laughs> if that makes sense <laughs> in the story and like how it worked I don't know it just was really cute mm. I just felt like um and here comes my cat after your <laughs> yeah she just heard the tail yeah, mine has somehow heard the tale and is bringing me a toy now. Um, but yeah, I just, I really, the yearning is so good in this. Like, it felt like such a good build up for me. That's, and that's, that's why I like, I don't always like yeah. a yearny romance, if that makes sense. Like, that's not always my favorite, but it worked in this. Yeah. I did not, I can tell you what I didn't like, though. 
Please. I felt very <laughs> lost in the story at times because of how we kept jumping around yeah. in place, I guess, more than time. And this could be the fault yeah. of what I how I listened to it with the uh, adaptation of like dramatization thing. But I also still felt like even in the movie, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> wait, now we're here? Why are we here? What's going on? They do travel a lot more than I remembered. Yeah. For some reason, I had it in my... Yeah, like I had it in my head that more of it took place in Bath, but really that's just the end of it. Mm -hmm. So it was interesting. Yes. We have um, some people in the comments Mm -hmm. section also. Oh, yes, please do. Have not read every Jane Austen novel yet. I think Northanger Abbey might be the next one I read. It sounds like a lot of fun. It is fun. Some people don't like it as much because it was she was younger when she wrote it. But I think it's funny. It's kind of more of a satire. So it's different than a lot of her other books. But and it's but it's fun to compare that to Persuasion, her first Mm -hmm. versus her last. Mm -hmm. I, I find it amusing. But it was published around the same time. So Well, I guess yeah. Um, she passed like, this. I'm going to publish it. Well, we're mm-hmm. testing my Jane Austen knowledge. Am I a poser? <laughs> Maybe. I said sensibility. I believe was first, then Pride and Prejudice. I think that that yeah. sounds right. To I'm me. pretty sure. I, <laughs> but Northanger Abbey and mm-hmm. Persuasion were published later, mm-hmm. like right before yeah. she died. That's so. so interesting. Yeah, even though Northanger Abbey was definitely written, was one of the first ones yeah. that she wrote. And um, one of my favorite, you know, pastimes is figuring out in current published authors, uh, which of their later catalog is a trunk novel they pulled out either to meet a deadline or because they couldn't let go. I've got sometimes you can tell. You can tell. You can tell <laughs> yeah. 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 There are a couple of thriller authors where I'm like, I have a theory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when they randomly, you're like, why is the protagonist in this 18? You're like, oh, probably because they wrote it when they were 23. Yeah. <laughs> and now they're finishing oh. it. So. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, if we have a comment. Yes, her family I is so hilariously that. annoying and ridiculous. Good comedy. Yeah. I agree. It felt like it's a good, um, yeah. what do you call it? Like good satire of like how people were back then with class and not dissimilar to how people can be today with this idea of class that they have at times so like that part I found really amusing especially somebody who like reads historical romances mm-hmm. like you're just kind of seeing it in play in like the time period actually yeah. my favorite running joke is Sir Walter's vanity just some yeah. of the one liners that he had it's hilarious where yeah. he's like you know the, his whole rant about how many ugly people are in Bath mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so random it's, it's such a horrible person it's great Oh, man. Oh. I, you know, Anne to me is interesting with that, though, because I feel like she walks this line of definitely recognizing mm-hmm. the the annoyingness and the ridiculousness, but being gracious about it. It's like I like I feel like she is she's like, OK, this is kind of absurd, but is also patient with people and is still mm-hmm. nice. to. Yeah, so it's kind of an interesting blend. She's not unaware, mm-hmm. but. Oh, yeah. Well, and it's definitely, you wonder frequently, like, how is she the only normal one? They mm-hmm. The book kind of explains it. Like, well, she's yeah. most like her mother, and Lady Russell had more influence, but those two sisters and that dad, I'm like, how are they no normal? Sense. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's such a bizarre family. <laughs> yeah. It is. 
well and then the whole thing with the what was what's her name the companion that uh, has smith. it oh, yeah that miss smith that's like trying to get in with the dad and her older sister won't say oh, i don't sorry, know that's miss cray or miss clay Miss Clay. Clay. I think it's Clay because I was like Miss Smith Clay. Companion, like I was thinking Emma. of her friend. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Miss Clay. Yeah, that's the mm-hmm. one. I just thought that whole dynamic was—it's juicy. It is. And I have some not thoughts to jump about to the Netflix the movie. movie. They tried, <laughs> but like just missed making that juicy. It is juicy in the book. Like the it, yeah. I I've, I have many feelings. So. I'm I was a little bit annoyed by the movie casting choice for her to be honest. I know I, why you were annoyed because I was annoyed by the same thing. Okay, good because I'm like yeah. okay, you we notice. know that she's it, she's described as being like not very pretty and mm-hmm. kind of awkward and having freckles, so they cast a fat woman. Yep, and I was gonna say I wonder really if it's the same thing that I had a moment of like hmm. Yeah, it was definitely intentional. Like you're, you're meant to like, I, f- I felt like the movie was begging you to laugh at the ridiculousness of her ending up with with such a hot guy as well. Yeah, yeah. because he's not marrying her for the right reasons. But it's actually kind of, well, he's an interesting character on his own. That was another yeah. cattail. Um, but also just <laughs> the costuming in the movie is not great generally. But they really did her dirty that actress in what they dressed mm-hmm. her in. I'm like. I felt bad Plus for her every time she was Looked better than this, please. Yeah. What are you? What are the the sleeves and the, the tailoring? I was upset for her. Um, well, like was, she didn't look just, cute in her wedding dress. It was weird to me though because I'm like I'm like okay, this is how you're interpreting somebody who's supposed to be kind of a, like vaguely unattractive. Is like, well, let's just have everyone else be fit, thin and cast someone who's not. I'm like, that's not. Mm-hmm. Well, and that everyone Ew. else is really hot in this in the movie, yeah. like weirdly so. Yeah. Everyone's a little in bit a way bad. that removes you from a yeah, historical weird. drama. Well, I mean, as one of my favorite reviews said, um, <laughs> this Anne Elliot, the Dakota Johnson Anne mm-hmm. Elliot, knows what a cell phone is. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. And she that is, is the problem. Too pretty and too modern, and it's distracting. Her bloom is not gone. <laughs> the mm-hmm. bloom is you. It's true. And that she's uh, she's so distractingly prettier than the, the actress they cast to play Elizabeth, her older sister, who's supposed to be as attractive as the whole thing is that she and Sir Elliot are united in their vanity. That mm-hmm. he's he thinks he's hot and he thinks she's the prettiest daughter. So yeah. like she's the favorite. And that's yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah, it's interesting. So the <sighs> movie, what did we think of? <laughs> well, I <laughs> Um, Alexa, I know you were really not a fan of the movie. Um, it's and it's not even it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. I mean, I had hated things far more than I hated this. I'm just so my biggest confusion. I don't think anyone who made it actually likes persuasion or understands what it is mm-hmm. or enjoyed reading the book. Or it's like they wanted to pitch something else and were like, let's do persuasion because it hasn't been done but we really want to do pride and prejudice and or emma again so Mm -hmm. but like girl boss and modern i'm just so it's very perplexing and the changes they make don't make it more enjoyable um i'm just confused i'm very confused i'm super Mm -hmm. confused is my thing yeah Yeah. but i I hated other movies more which is great for (laughs) (laughs) okay good it's it's watchable it's watchable 
but it's also not good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's one of those it things where, be. like, I feel like if I thought about it too much, I just wanted to turn the TV off and walk away because I was bored, kind of, because it felt it's like... boring. I think they pulled a lot of the, like, they didn't get the pining, the yearning right in the movie for me. They scuttled I all felt the like dramatic tension. There yeah, was no, like... Tension. Like, there were, like, maybe two or three moments at most at which I felt like, okay, there's a little bit of that from the book. And I, I felt like the whole movie should have felt a little more, like, you know, glances and yeah. all the, like, slow moments. Yeah. And yeah. less, exactly. yeah. you know. They didn't understand the book and what the yeah. point of persuasion is. And it's not, we're worse than exes, we're friends. That's not the point. Um, <laughs> not the point of the book at all. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know. It's one of those things where I, it's not what I want from that Mm -hmm. kind of a movie, you know, like I, I think when I go to a film that is a historical, this kind of a historical romantic film, right. I want something that is a little bit more escapist that doesn't constantly remind me that I'm watching a performance um and that was that irritated me like I hated and I people have different feelings about this which is fine I hated the like let me wink at the camera and talk to the mm-hmm. camera like yeah. it just the fourth wall me. breaking the fourth was, wall it's not Anne Elliot it's no it doesn't fit her character right and like, it, I know what they were trying to do and it doesn't work basically yeah. Like, see, if it was Emma, it would work. Would work, yes, one hundred percent, because it would fit who she is. But I think even but, Kathleen Moreland in Northanger yeah. Abbey could be yeah. cute. I like could see that, that you know. Right. But it's not. That's not what. Yeah, Emily the fourth wall like. stuff drove me up a wall the entire I time. Know. I was like, "What are you doing? Why are you yeah. doing that? No, stop." I think for me, like the best moments were when they weren't doing as much of it in the middle of the film, but mm-hmm. then I, at the end when she's like sitting in the field with him and I'm like really we're winking at the camera like in this moment you're supposed to be having a moment and you're winking like what what is this so much oh my god so let me compliment the film a little because I want to be nice some of the side character actors knew what they were doing I thought Richard E. Grant was underused because he knew who he was playing like he's he clearly read the book Mm -hmm. some of the other people in the cast I have questions and the screenwriter, um, and Mary, even though it was also doing that anachronistic modernist, like where she's talking about like self-care and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I found everything about her performance hilarious. And yeah. Good. Yeah. They did I nail Mary. Like yeah. that, the whole Mary stuff in yeah. the movie was pretty good. She was uh, absolutely annoying, but like, that's her purpose is to yeah. be awful. So like it works. You're yeah. like, yeah, this is fine. But it was funny to watch her just be like, I don't want to take care of my children. <laughs> you do it. She was funny. Yeah, she I agree was. with that. I also understand the choice to, like, where they, the two sisters that they caught, cut one of their arcs. I'm like, I get that. Because it would have been too much for the movie, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, ugh, I have so many problems with it. It's <laughs> great. Um, but, and my thing with Mary, and this is the regret I have, I'm like, if you could take that actress and that performance and the writing of that character, I really, all of them, just do modern. Don't make it historical. And I could have 
I mean, Anne still wouldn't have been Anne and that would have been deeply annoying, but you could have forgiven so many of the other bad writing choices. Like, mm -hmm. you know, if you're a 10 and if five in London, you're a 10 in Bath or whatever. Like I just was rolling my eyes at the point where yeah. she's like, I never trust a 10. I was like, oh my God, we're doing this again. Kill me. Um, make it modern. Just make it modern. Yeah. It, the anachronist, I just didn't, couldn't. Yeah. I didn't like that part either. I would have rather the commitment to either do a modern retelling yeah. situation or do a historical like i don't always like, like the mix up of both exactly it's and jarring like 2020 emma i think is a great example or even the 1999 mansfield park because i actually like adaptations that are a little spicy um but they're still very historical and they feel like regency and they feel like jane austen but they add freshness mm -hmm. um both of them they're not you know adaptations they're a little liberal in their adaptations what i mean to say like they're not 100 yeah. accurate but they work because they pick yeah. a tone they commit to that tone and they do it really really well this movie didn't do any it was trying to do a lot of things and it do, didn't do any of it well in my humble yeah. opinion i mean i guess i feel like it's kind of campy mm -hmm. is what but it's not trying campy to enough almost yeah but, but also I don't know. the problem is, Anne is not funny. Anne cannot be funny. She's not a girl boss. She's not snarky. Mm -hmm. If you change your character, it's not persuasion. She's anymore. just like, I yeah. felt like she's supposed to be very melancholy and like kind of depressed. I mean. But that's not Anne either. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's the thing so... is like, I don't, like, I, I think I she's just, she's kind of practical. It's yeah, like she's. she's she just it's like she's she's a I feel like she's kind of a realist but she's kind about people mm -hmm. but I I don't know I just didn't this wasn't what I wanted from it I like I I can see down the road people you know and I've heard somebody told me because I, I talked to somebody about this who was saying that she thinks eventually people will look back and be like okay like you know like it was fun for what it was and it was trying to be something you know mm -hmm. and I mean I don't know like I could see it in hindsight being more just kind of like if we get a better fun and silly maybe I mean that would be, that would be nice. persuasion we've never had a perfect adaptation like there has never been a major motion picture adaptation mm -hmm. of persuasion mm -hmm. and that hurts me inside that's weird they're all tv movies all of them and like Netflix can pretend it's like a movie studio, but it's not. This was a, a direct streaming. Mm -hmm. It feels, I mean, they didn't spend that much money on it. You can tell yeah. uh, with some of the choices. Like just the fact, she doesn't wear bras. I just want to, or I should say, she wears bras in this movie. I just want to point that out. That drove me insane. The line of her clothes were so modern. I hate, sorry, I'm a crazy person. <laughs> I sound really crazy. Like No, I'm just now thinking like, I didn't notice. It she bothers me. Weird. They didn't pay for undergarments, and in fact, most of so most historical pieces, they all mm -hmm. rent from the same clothing warehouses, or they do everything bespoke, which is incredibly expensive, mm -hmm. unless they do it the Netflix way. And so you'll see the same dresses in a lot of different adaptations because they're like mm -hmm. really some of them are authentic pieces. It's a whole like thing. Yeah, but they that was all just like cheaply done on a sewing machine. Every single piece mm -hmm. of clothing in that film. And they didn't even try to do like the line of the clothes were all wrong because I have so many problems. I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm, I, I should focus on more legitimate problems, which is the complete lack of dramatic suspense and romantic suspense in the movie because of things they changed and 
bad casting. I think those are the No, I get it. I mean, this is the thing is like I can nitpick it too because there are like things that irritated mm-hmm. me about it, but I'm like, I I need to just let her it hair. go. But, oh, yeah. her bangs drove me up a wall the entire movie. And I'm I do have to say the bangs bothered me. The amount of time she's alone with a man. Yes. Yes. Going swimming. I was like, oh my God. I was like, I was like, this would never happen. Never. (laughs) Also, you're like, why are you in the woods with these children hitting you with sticks? Like, what is happening right now? I I have so many. That was such a weird scene. I mean, I think they were trying to recreate the scene where the kid is like climbing on her and he takes Mm -hmm. the off. But I'm like, but why is this the cool modern feminist version where she can stick fight with the children? Like, and what? Yes, because it wouldn't be modern and feminist. It was weird. Right with the children. Well, wasn't it? uh, Oh, God. I literally just like watched it an hour ago and it flew out of my. Someone calls her like my darling or something and she says, Call me a woman. And I was like, He calls her creature, I thought. Oh, yeah. Bewitching creature creature or something. Yeah. And I was like, That was a weird, like, hill to die on what was that I, i'm a feminist but that was weird i don't know why i put that in quotes i am a feminist but meaning yeah. the movie was trying too hard to be feminist yes it was a weird moment i was like huh it, it was interesting <sighs> i mean the things of being alone with a man i'm like okay whatever i'm gonna let it go but it does irk me because i'm like yeah. it, it this wouldn't happen but okay well, it's you also want more Part of they're trying they- to create romantic tension because they're not doing a good job of it anywhere else, so they have to have but That's more where it scenes. comes from in these <sighs> books. Part of what fans of these like, I mean, we, you know, oh, North and South is the bog standard at being amazing at this, is that they can't express, they can't talk like normal human beings. People, they, mm-hmm. they're never alone with each other. No one ever actually says what they're thinking. Like, Anne and Wentworth's entire relationship only works if they don't talk to each other, which mm-hmm. I know annoys some people, but what killed me watching the movie, like, I, I laughed when it happened. They confessed their feelings to each other at the midpoint of this movie. They talked to each other. I was like, why are you talking to each other? Yeah. There's no point well, in going on. Like, they still could have built it. Yeah. some sort of tension there, even with them talking to each other. But we just, but we didn't did. get this. Just we didn't get any of that. Yeah. She, I just like it makes says, I never of... stopped loving you. And he says he, he misunderstands her. I was like, Did, what? Yeah. Well, and the whole thing of her like saying spouting stuff at the dinner table that one time in that oh, one scene, I, was, I like... was so uncomfortable. I have I struggle with secondhand embarrassment, and I was just like, I am embarrassed beyond belief right well, now. Well, also I was like, Anne would, would never. never do this. Anne would never no one would ever. No one, no would. one would ever, fact, but Anne certainly although, would never. I feel like in the original, someone else does say it, but it's not Anne. It's someone else who is like, oh, isn't it so funny that like originally. Yeah. But um, it's or, like, but she is not a character who would say stuff like that. She would never. No. No. It is so, she would be ostracized from society forever. Like they were brutal. They're yeah. absolutely brutal. She would never be able to show her face anywhere, including Bath ever again. That I mean, the only, like the only kind of person who would get away with saying crap like that is somebody like Lady Catherine de Berg. Yeah. Or even maybe Mary. Mary is a slightly maybe. ridiculous character. Maybe. maybe. Or uh, Miss Miss Clay, because oh, she's yeah. supposed to be lower class. But even right. so, I'm just like, but not like she would yeah. know. Um, yeah. That's that was upsetting. 
Yes. Yeah. She yeah. says her character was completely lost in the new movie. You'll have to watch the BBC Persuasion to cleanse your palate. Yeah, Izzy, we could do that. I'll rent that tomorrow. Yeah. So yeah, She's- I think the BBC Persuasion, so it still was made for TV and that's why it just hurts me inside. Uh, we've never gotten our sweeping screen adaptation. Um, I think that's the best Anne. Uh, and then, yeah, my favorite Wentworth is ITV. So like you kind of, if you compare, combine them, they, they okay. work out. Okay. Nice. Co- pros and cons to each of them. But um, the ITV one also has a direct to camera thing that I loathe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then they double down on it in this one. Though in the ITV one, they're just these very awkward moments where Sally Hemming, is that her name? Sorry. She's, why did, her name's Sally. Okay. Mm-hmm. but uh, she stares at the camera she just stares she turns and stares at the camera in these emotional moments to like communicate with the audience and it's incredibly awkward interesting yeah. talking okay. it's not my favorite like I know people like it okay so but let's see social Tia said I'm definitely Hawking. in the minority as I liked the adaptation I kind of loved the anachronistic modern historical take no and I think that's okay like I know of other people who liked that mm-hmm. as well who thought it was mm-hmm. fun and you know and I mean I think there is an audience for this mm-hmm. I I don't yeah. think I'm the audience for this because it's just not what I want from this kind of an adaptation but I kind of see what they were trying to do and it had its moments mm-hmm. yeah uh, but but I I think it's okay to like this I think yeah, we've ended up like with you. like a group that didn't particularly, but well, and I yeah. mean there are bits of it I did enjoy at the end of the day. Yeah. And I do think also, I mean, for me, like my Austin exposure, generally speaking, has been BBC adaptations, like, you know, our original 1995 something. 95. Mm-hmm. Is it that? I was like, I think it's 95, you know, 95 Pride and Prejudice. Prejudice. Yeah. And obviously yeah. the other one that other people like too. 2005. Yeah, I was like, is yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna get my year wrong. <laughs> I don't know the, the adaptation. I, know. I was like, I'm not gonna try. Alexa will tell me the year. It's fine. You know, I've watched well, those. Like, I, I enjoy those. Favorites. And those are things that I like. Expect from my Austin adaptations in a way. Yeah, because it's not like Austin Land or something that I've watched too, and like I've read that. Where that's like a I very different thing, right? It's great. I yeah. love it too. Like, and that's the thing. Like, those are that's a very different thing from watching a like pure adaptation of her work. Yeah. Where yeah. I'm like, I'm looking for specific things there. If it's yeah. supposed to be historical and all these things. And I'm looking for the things that I found in like Pride and Prejudice ones that I adore right. in the persuasion one and not find. I mean, I think they were probably trying to play to the people who've gotten into Bridgerton who would never normally watch a Jane Austen adaptation. And I get it. I I think they wanted to adapt one of the other ones. Yeah. I think it would have worked better. They wrote her more. Emma is literally what she is. Yeah. The hybrid. If they were modern. Um, And the thing is like that whole, like if you're a five in London, you're a 10 in Bath line would have killed in a modern adaptation like if they mm-hmm. went clueless with it right yeah but i just it graded on top of everything else watching it was mm-hmm. it, it wanted two things at once and i i it didn't work for me personally yeah. yeah i just think it didn't commit enough to yeah. what it wanted it felt like it was like tossing it back and forth between yeah like it needed to just pick one and really go for it because mm-hmm. if it wanted i guess that's the thing is if it wanted to be campy modern with historical dress like just really go for it mm-hmm. but it it, it wasn't didn't. sure what it wanted to be which 
especially because it still had like the traditional score. Bridgerton mm -hmm. very smartly doesn't like it. it it's it not my modern. favorite, but I know why it works for people. And part of it is that the score is also modern in yeah. a lot of places on that show. Yes. But like this is trying to be a traditional BBC, like a period drama, mm -hmm. while not being at all. And so none of yeah. the beats hit the way that they should. Mm -hmm. Um but I think, I think that's that why is... I struggle. Because like I said, that's like my yeah. a favorite. Like I love, love the 95 particularly. Um, yeah. Pride and Prejudice. So like I've rewatched that countless times, you know? And yeah. then I'm watching this like, um, what are you doing? <laughs> and just because they changed Anne, she's kind of unlikable at parts. Like after that outburst at dinner, I was like, you're embarrassing. I wouldn't want to be seen with you. Mm -hmm. But then you have other characters being like, Anne is so lovely. I was like, mm -hmm. not this okay. Anne. I, yeah. I love how you're telling us what Anne is like in you're the You're telling book. us what she's like. In fact, mm -hmm. I, I did write down a line. I was very studious. This Mr. Elliot says this to her at the end. And I was like, but is she? He says to her, you have a kind and gentle soul. You feel for those around you. That is not how I would describe the Dakota Johnson performance I watched. No. Because she's, she's snarky and messy and drunk and like combative yeah like yeah. that's not I didn't see that well I remember weird. at that line because I was watching it with my husband and I yelling at the screen and I was like you mean the Anne in the book is like that she's yeah. not like that. that's ex exactly that's book yeah. Anne not that's book not Anne not movie Anne, Anne. no yeah just Let's see. bizarre yeah. yeah, we have a comment yeah. that said Anne is the sensible, quiet person in a ridiculous family. She's not witty like Elizabeth Bennett or Emma Woodhouse. Yeah, exactly. At least Anne in the book. Yeah. That's I think that's accurate. And I think yeah. that if it had been written just slightly differently, she could have had a sides, but they could have mm -hmm. written them to her character. Like she's like I still wouldn't have loved the asides, but I could have mm -hmm. stomached the asides. Mm -hmm. Um, but then she wasn't consistent like in talking with other people too like she was a different person with different characters like when she's flirting with mr elliot i was like this is so confusing mm -hmm. not only that which she would never but it totally like part of the fun in the book is that anne is the sensible one she has his number from like the beginning mm -hmm. she knows that something's wrong with him she senses a falseness in him mm -hmm. so i just thought the way they played that was real weird. I mean, of course, they tried a fake love triangle. Um, and while there is technically one in the book, it's very, y you can't tell us about it. So like that whole weird fake out where she thinks he's the captain who Louisa is marrying and he mm -hmm. thinks oh, that she's going to yeah. marry Mr. Elliot. I was like, this doesn't work because this is BS. Yeah. Especially because after Louisa jumps, he shares a carriage with Anne and they he talks openly about how he's feeling about having mm -hmm. led her on it's like yeah. you just sapped all your dramatic tension yeah the entire back well, also would somebody have said their name before this yeah. that you would have known that it's not him like i just that was my thought i was like no one said like, the name to be like no oh sense. oh okay it's not him but part of it's the writing but honestly the actors had no chemistry I think ca so casting is my big thing. I think yeah, Dakota, yeah. I love her. I actually really like her body of work, but she was yeah. wrong for this character. She's um, seen us all phone and it just doesn't work. And he just <laughs> did nothing. I, I yeah. felt nothing. And they yeah. had no chemistry <laughs> together. So I agree. I felt like Why he just cast them? stared at the there. camera with his sideburns and slight yeah. stubble questioningly yeah. a lot. And I was like, I don't <laughs> okay. 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 
I was like, why? Why is she still into this guy after all this I was time? confused. Uh, is, yeah. I and then I was affronted when he was talking to Louisa, like saying really nasty things about her. And what upset me was none of this is true about book Anne, but all of it is true about movie Anne. And this is awkward. And I don't like it. And he was way too candid with Louisa and he was alone with her. I was, it was scandalizing on multiple levels and she was peeing behind a tree. I was just, I was. That like, was weird. That, I was, okay, the I was, the that was really weird. I was like, why are they having her pee? Like try so to she pee. Could trip like, over was... her underwear, I guess. I don't know. So it was confusing. such a strange choice. So confusing. Because we all needed to see Ann pee. I'm just baffled. I'm just baffled by all the choices, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, starting with casting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did like... I can't remember everybody's names, but I did like the casting for uh, the the villain of the story. Mr. Elliot? Yes. Oh, he's... Oh. I He was great. Oh, he's he great. That's the thing. Yeah. And I I'm wanted her with him. I mean, it's like it's like I almost wanted to root for them to be together mm-hmm. more because he suited her character as they wrote her in this movie. Yeah, and that's the thing. They had great chemistry. Amazing they did. chemistry. Yes, yes. Yeah. He was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just if it like, I still think the movie would be messy. But if you had a different Anne and a different Wentworth, and they actually had chemistry, maybe this movie would work a little better. Yeah. maybe i'd still have problems like mr elliot literally confesses his entire motive the first time that he has a conversation with her yep and i was like oh that's the entire dramatic tension of the third act gone that's hilarious <laughs> it's supposed to be a mystery what why he's paying attention to her and her family mm-hmm. yeah and he's yeah. just like let me lay out my plan <laughs> well i wonder if they just don't trust viewers to get it i wondered <laughs> Honestly, that's a good theory, I feel like, though. Did they just not trust us, like, people to come to this with any knowledge of the uh, book? Because, again, if I'd, I think if I had watched it first, I probably would have been really confused reading it. Because it's that's, a different yeah. story. <laughs> yeah, I would have been like, wait, what? So I don't know that I would have liked it more. Yeah. From the midpoint, they totally change it. And it I will say not including Miss Smith is a valid adaptation choice. And two of the three adaptations have made it. If I recall correctly, I, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm a bad fan. I'm blanking whether ITV did it. Uh, the nineties one definitely did, but not every persuasion adaptation includes Miss Smith. Um, mm-hmm. Cause she's kind of a weird comedian subplot, but really they like take her, her out. The, yeah. But like, like in the book, she's instrumental in the book and it works mm-hmm. in the book in a yeah. very specific way yeah. and they just removed her and their course correction was to have him confess his entire plan to Anne the first time he meets her and I just thought it was really confusing and less interesting yeah yeah, yeah. I mean I would agree it wasn't the best let's see it is the comment saying it is kind of in the vein of the show Dickinson where the setting and clothing is historical but the language and music is modern and leads into the absurdist at times or the great but I would okay. say that I haven't seen Dickinson, but The Great is an example where it works very well. Right. And also both of those are not adapting beloved romance stories. They're uh, riffing off of historical figures, yeah. uh, which also I think gives you uh, freedom. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That, so. uh, my cat they... really wants to be pet right now. That's okay. 
they uh, followed up by saying persuasion didn't balance it quite as well. Yeah, I would agree yes. with that. Yeah. I just think yeah. it was the wrong it was the wrong book to adapt. For, Emma would for, be perfect. The, Emma would have been so much better suited to the kind mm -hmm. of adaptation they wanted to make. But it's been done so many times, yeah. and it's hard to talk clueless if you're gonna yeah. give it a modern sensibility as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, that's all you get compared to. I feel like. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <sighs> feelings. <laughs> I know it was oh. it was a journey for me today. No, I, that's the thing. Like I had preconceived notions that impacted my experience. So tell us like, what were all your feelings watching this movie? Like were you as- I, I was really confused. A lot yeah, of it. The, like when the we octopus opened- moment, what was that? Oh I mean, yeah. Her octopus nightmare. What was that? Oh what yeah. That? Oh God. I was like, what octopus? Oh, you're right. I, I think honestly, like it was really jarring because like Anne in the book, um, like to me is a little melancholy, not like like terribly melancholy, but I do think she's some melancholy to her with like just being yeah. sad over Wentworth she's and stuff and life. Yeah. And like, yeah, she's quiet. She's not really, you know, life's kind of just happening to her in a way in the book, um, good or bad, but she's just like, like here for the ride, here. No. you know, and yeah. that's fine. I think that's a valid way to live your life. That's there's nothing wrong yeah. with that. Uh, and then in the movie, it's like, she's winking at the camera and she's drinking wine. And I'm like, what is the secondhand embarrassment? What is your weird octopus dream? I just, I'm like, I, you can't nag your sisters, especially Mary, when you're acting like that. Yeah. That's the thing. And it was just so jarring. Like, it was really jarring to go. Because literally this morning I finished, I listened to the adaptation for like two hours of that. And then I was like, okay, this afternoon I'm going to put on the movie because I like to like come very fresh to stuff. Like nothing, because I will not remember things. <laughs> like you can ask me about this tomorrow and I'll be like, that happens? <laughs> Again, enough. I forgot about the octopus dream because everything else was just like, what is going on? I mean, I finished and my reread of the book today as well and I forgot names, so. Yeah, I mean, I never remember names. It's yeah. not my special talent. No. Props to people who do. It's just never been my special talent. I know. I'm, I'm not good with people like real people names either mm -hmm. it takes me a while to remember people's same. names same it's fine but yeah I feel like that was the most jarring thing for me honestly was coming from the book and to like movie and where I was like like it took I, I had a moment where I was like is this the right movie even because I had watched previously all of five minutes of it with my sister-in-law and then we turned it off mm -hmm. yeah and the bunny, the bunnies were weird. I was confused about she the bunnies. She really liked her rabbit. Yeah. Like she just had like, this why rabbit is in her she bed. carrying this? It was and I was like, is she just yeah. traveling the countryside with this bunny? Apparently. Because it, it just appears cute. randomly yeah. and then it's gone. No acknowledgement, really. Yeah. And then, yeah, just her, like, the random talking to herself was honestly the fourth wall stuff is, I think, the most jarring thing I've experienced in a while. Because it's not like you're watching Deadpool and you're like, yeah, of course you're going to do this. Yeah. She Hulk, like she's the first one that does it in the comics. I get why she breaks the fourth wall. Makes sense. I can deal with that. But this, I was like, what? Why are you talking to me? Yeah. Why are, I, stop. Yeah. I just again, I have questions. That's all. I have so many questions. Maybe we can trap the right <laughs> and ask them. <laughs> what questions? The, uh, the real tragedy. Just have to have a moment. There were two persuasions that were greenlit around the same time and when the other one which was going to be by a major movie or studio 
Fox, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. And it was going to star um, the one, uh, the woman who's on uh, Succession. Um, they canceled that when Netflix announced this one and went, "Oh, we don't have to make this now." And I'm so I'm just really upset. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm still really man. sad. We could have gotten a better yeah, version. That a is disappointing. Version. Like, it, like uh, from what I could tell from the casting, they were going to probably play it really down the middle. Mm-hmm. Like, what could have been? What could have been? You know, the okay. only person who can truly save us is Emma Thompson. So Emma Thompson, if you're out there and you want to write a screenplay <laughs> of Persuasion, someone, like, if she's attached, they'll make it. It would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would yeah. like to... I, I do want to watch the, BB, the BBC one eventually. Probably tomorrow or eventually, you know, within a few days here. Maybe not right yeah. away, but I don't want to yeah. burn myself out. But yeah, I like... Yeah. I guess it's I very- will say... I hope that maybe this will bring new people into Jane Austen. Maybe some people, because I will say this, like as much as it's not what I want from a Jane Austen adaptation, it is playing to a very different audience than I think Mm -hmm. what normally gravitates towards those sorts of movies in the first place. And so maybe somebody has seen it because of Dakota Johnson and silly modern jokes and stuff and is like, hey, maybe I'll try picking up Jane Austen. Maybe it's more fun than I realize. And then, you know. Maybe it'll bring yeah, people. Yeah, like I love Persuasion the book, but if I started with the movie, I think I'd probably be really disappointed with what the book is because it's just it's night and day. It's so yeah, I think I would be really confused if I'd watched the movie and then read the book. Like yeah. I think I did the it's right also, order. Yeah, but it would have been very jarring. And Persuasion's already confusing. Like I love Persuasion, obviously, but it's also nothing like Pride and Prejudice mm-hmm. or Emma. Mm-hmm. It's kind of sense of sensibility. It's more like, subtle. It feels almost like meta in a weird way also, yeah. right? Because it's such a commentary, I think, on social classes. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's very potentially autobiographical. Like, it has a mm-hmm. lot in common with Jane Austen's real life. Yeah. Um, like, she wrote it after, as a spinster, basically. And, like, mm-hmm. it's her, like, it, it's full of emotion and reflection. But, yeah, also lambasting certain social things it's it's mm-hmm. it's just a very different uh, the, i have feelings it's fine but the letter how could the movie screw up the letter you you have one job and i i felt nothing and that's what upsets me i'm supposed to fall yeah. apart at i am half agony half hope i'm supposed to lose my shit mm-hmm. and i felt nothing except mm-hmm. annoyance that she was addressing the camera directly reading that yeah. letter yep. yeah Yep. And I also would like to give credit in case Dakota Johnson ever sees this. Um, I love her. Um, she was doing a lot of acting, and I like her, her. Like she was doing some interesting things in the movie. Yeah, yeah. But none of it was Anne, and that was my thing. Like she was going through something. I just didn't respond to it personally. So, yeah. They tried. <sighs> they tried. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm glad some people have enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And maybe if it does reasonably well for Netflix, they'll decide to make more adaptations and maybe they'll invest more in them. I mean, I do. Well, again, I appreciate the diversity okay. casting also. Like, I do like yeah. that. Like, I like that Bridgerton's yeah. giving us that more and more. Yeah, I like we got that. Yeah. Mr. Malcolm's List. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I want more of that because oh, I do enjoy the that more. Mr. Malcolm's List is I so good. 
Oh my I'm God, not, Alexa. Know, okay, so okay, you need to watch it. It you will okay. die. I will. So I'm, I'm sure I'll like it. Don't read the book because the book okay. sounds awful. But the movie. Yeah, don't read the book. So <laughs> movie's great. Good. It's so good. Okay. It was so underhyped, and it's like genuinely romantic at the end. I just I I love that so stuff. Good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was very good. No, other than this, like the the central characters, I thought a lot of the casting in this movie was great. I liked mm-hmm. the kind of, I mean. Henry Gold, like the standouts really are Henry Golding, mm-hmm. Richard yeah. uh, Grant, and um, the actress who plays Mary, who was yeah. name I don't know off the top of my head. They I thought they job. were, yeah, they knew they knew the story, they knew what movie they were in. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wish the rest of it fired on the cylinders to support mm-hmm. those performers better. Same. Um, mm-hmm. And like I liked the actresses they cast as Louisa and Henrietta, but I didn't like the tweak that they made. Like, this is just a scripting thing. I thought it was really weird how they were besties with Anne because that's another just example of like you make a subtle change to Anne and it changes her function in the story. She mm-hmm. really is, should be an afterthought to everyone. She should be painfully in the background. They shouldn't think of her. They're mm-hmm. not her friend. And Louisa mm-hmm. shouldn't be wing womaning for Anne or yeah. offering to a wing woman with Wentworth because she doesn't even yeah, know that was they weird. were ever engaged. Like yeah. it's supposed to be a secret. No one knows. Her sisters yeah. don't know. That's part of the point that it 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 was like a, a scandalous secret romance that yeah. uh, you know she was talked out of pursuing. So. Right, and she suffers yeah, in silence. Weird. That is the point of her character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But, oh well, I'm I know I'm sweating hairs, but it bothered me. I'm sorry. <laughs> they were <laughs> no, nice I, to I, Anne. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. It was yeah, that, that was weird too. Like it. Yeah. yeah. They they just really needed to commit, and yeah. they did not commit. I feel like they just kept bopping back and forth on what they wanted to change and not change. So, yeah, and how they wanted Especially to do it. Just changing things that are unnecessary. So like, suddenly we we have Louisa telling Wentworth, "No, she's the best, nicest person I know." When the whole point of the scene where Louisa jumps off and other things is he is observing and being a good person. But we don't observe and be a good person in this movie. We hear people yeah. say that she's a good person. Right. And I was like, you just missed opportunities. And that's the other thing. In the movie, I'll stop, I promise. But he's so impressed because she says, get a doctor. That is not how the scene unfolds mm-hmm. normally. She really takes, like, she is level-headed and she takes charge and she is like really on top of stuff. It's not just go get a doctor. It's like yeah. you're that impressed by someone suggesting you get a doctor? <laughs> Calm down, sir. Like she didn't like cure cancer. Yeah. So yep. it, it works in a way in the book that it didn't in the movie because they change little things that add up to big changes. And then I just can't believe they shared a carriage uh, back to Upper Crush. Oh, she's so <laughs> <laughs> she been way too much. Well, they were alone a lot. Yeah, it's yeah, way too much. It, it, yeah. Like how it she wasn't I, forced into a marriage much earlier is what I want. Astounding. Astounding. <laughs> exactly. Magic. <laughs> magic, exactly. literally. Well, we are uh, closing in on an hour. So um, I think we're going to kind of end there with the persuasion bit unless anybody has a final thought that they want to share before we move into on our radar talking about new and upcoming book releases before we 
close things out. No, but the out. chat agrees with Alexa, so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I, chat is I guess I will, I will say, I've tried, I get on my rants, but, like, I hate yucking people's yum. And so, like, genuinely, I, like, I am conscious that this movie was ruined for me, for me because I love the book so much. Mm-hmm. And it just is, I feel bad. I wish I liked it more than I do. But I do love liberal adaptations. So, like, I highly recommend the 1999 Mansfield Park. Uh, and the 2020 Emma. Those are, I think, are both great examples of they make changes and they're not 100% faithful, but they work. So I also like the most liberally adapted Harry Potter movie uh, back when I used to watch them. And I used to get into fights with people because they're like, it changed the book. And I was like, I like changes. So just so you know, I don't hate changes is my, mm-hmm, my point. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. these changes didn't work for me. That's fair. Read the book. Yeah. Yeah, I have mixed feelings about it. I didn't particularly like the movie, but I see what they were going for. And if it worked for some people, I'm glad it's just not what I want from a Jane Austen adaptation. Yeah, I think that's my thing. It's not what I want out of one. And I would have rather a like just modern retelling inspired, you know, like gone all the way with it versus this weird in between that we got. Because generally I want one or the other. We are getting a modern persuasion. One was announced, actually. Oh. That just flew into my brain. I'm pretty sure that they are. Someone's making a modern one. Interesting. Unless I imagine that, but I'm pretty sure I did it. I think there that's was exciting. Enough. I would be really curious to see that. Persuasion's think, having its moment. Yeah, you know, I could see persuasion working as like a like a Bollywood movie. Hmm. You know, I feel like all Jane Austen works for Bollywood because it's honestly, all predicated on like the pining and the, the family. Pi- yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. And well, actually, we'll see. someday I did plot an entire modern persuasion YA book once that I never wrote. So we'll see. Well, speaking of, well, I wrote a sci-fi author. one instead. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is like <laughs> can be done. That you can do fun. both. That's fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh. I murder people now, so it's like a whole other thing. So yeah, you could totally okay. have Anne. Secret. Look, look what they did to Anne. You can make her a murderer. It's Maybe fine. the letter is a, another kind of a confession. A confession. <laughs> <laughs> Wentworth has murdered Mr. Elliot. <laughs> exactly. That'd be a very different story. It would be a very different story. Maybe yeah. he murdered yeah. her entire family for her, and they run off. Together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's a dark romance. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There you go. Stay tuned for Alexa's upcoming book. (laughs) Actually, actually, before we close that. So um, you have a book coming out. It's I mean, it's going to be a minute. But do you want to? Because I'm still writing it because I'm garbage. Oh, yeah. If anyone wants to know why they haven't seen me in a long time, it's because I'm still on deadline. I am a portrait of a shameful author who is bad. (laughs) at writing, uh, but I will theoretically maybe have a book out next year called The Bitter End. I am Excellent. trapping a bunch of teens on a mountain and I'm murdering them one by one. I've done the murder part. I'm just revising it so that it's better. So, yeah. Nice. Fun time. Stay tuned. It's going to be fun. And meanwhile, mm-hmm. there's lots of other books by you that they, they can go look up. So we Including are actual about- romances. <laughs> Including actual romances. Yes. Yes. Um, so we're going to move into On My Radar, where we'll share mm-hmm. recent and upcoming book releases in uh, 
various genres. I think me and Izzy mostly are talking romance for today's episode. But Alexa, if you have anything else you want to contribute, we'll get into that. But if you enjoy the podcast, we always appreciate if you take a moment to rate and review us if you're listening or feel free to comment below if you would like. And if you're interested in getting early access to episodes and exclusive bonus content with all of our episodes, consider supporting us on Patreon. Huge thanks to all of our supporting patrons, including our world expander patrons, Stephanie, make what we do possible and we appreciate you. And uh, for bonus content this week, we haven't actually discussed this with Alexa, so we'll see, but we're thinking maybe we could chat about like doing YouTube as an author. Oh gosh, I'm the worst. Or it's okay. It'll just and how, like, and maybe even how that's pain. changed over the years. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it could be. So stay tuned. We'll have some bonus content for patrons in the next few days. Um, and then also our next episode is going to be March 28th, where I'll be live with Liana and another special guest talking about Andor, the Star Wars uh, series. So stay tuned for that. So um, books, upcoming releases... Izzy, do you want to start with one of yours? Sure. Uh, I'm getting up my thing with the description <laughs> so I don't forget it all because I was like, I my brain is not going to keep this in it. Um, so it just came out March 7th. Uh, a Witch's Guide to Fake Dating a Demon by Sarah Hawley. This is one that I know we talked about in January when we did our anticipated releases. And I just got it from the library, so I'm very excited. This follows a girl who's prophesied to be the most powerful witch in centuries for her family. And she prefers baking over making potions and all these things. And she accidentally summons a demon who is in need of regaining his reputation. And they kind of become roommates, it sounds like. And obviously, (laughs) things happen. Uh, But it sounds really cute. I've heard good things. It seems to be doing pretty well. So I'm excited to pick it up. And it's actually like a pretty cute cover. So cool. I am going to talk about The Secret Lives of Country Gentlemen by K.J. Charles, which I recently read an arc of. It's my first time reading K.J. Charles, and I am clearly missing out because it was delightful. It's a male-male historical romance that is hilarious and very swashbuckling. It follows a guy who has a sort of anonymous fling with someone they part ways the guy finds out his dad has died leaving him a baronetcy in this marshland where there's lots of smugglers and he gets on the wrong side of the local smuggling family only to find out it is led by his anonymous one night stand (laughs) from before and like there's mysteries and conspiracies and stuff and it is just it is delightful it's really fun so i would recommend that um Alexa, do you have anything you wanted to? Um, so like a, a book? Uh, a book. I am, my my reading has been <laughs> haphazard. Um, I basically only read nonfiction for the last year and just caught up on 2022 thrillers starting a few weeks ago. So I could talk about a murder book. That works. That's already out. Yeah, That's go for it. Um, well, my most recent one that is like, it was really good. Uh, Never Saw Me Coming by Vera Curian. So it's not new, but it's new to me. It's um, it's an adult thriller, though really great crossover potential if you do like YA. The characters are college freshmen, but it's a great example of like, it's firmly an adult novel. It's written in that style. 
Uh, it's about a bunch of psychopaths who go to a university and in exchange for free tuition, they're part of a study on psychopathy and they start being murdered one by one. And so all the POV characters are diagnosed psychopaths and it's like, they're all unreliable narrators and you're trying to figure out who the killer is. It's very fun. Interesting. Really and there's some romance in it. There's a little okay, like, like okay. psychopath romance. <laughs> you know. Sure. Yeah. And stuff. <laughs> I mean, that's a thing that exists. It was, it's fine. It was like a runaway five star read for me. I I oh, loved that's it. Great. So that's great. Yeah. Murder. Nice. Um, Izzy, I think you had one other one. I do have one more. Um, it's The Gargoyles Captive by Katie Robert out March 28th. This is the next one in the Deal with the Demon series that follows Grace, a monster hunter who enters to the demon deal, like knowing what's going on. And her mom did it like years ago and has never been seen again. So she ends up with a gargoyle. Um, and I guess she didn't read the, the contract and keeps trying to escape. <laughs> and getting like flung back to him because like you can't escape when you enter the deal for like seven demon years or whatever. Um, and she kind of gives into him. And I just... I love I love a gargoyle romance. I'm a sucker for them. We're gonna blame the '90s cartoon. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, I'm very excited. I've loved this series. It's been very fun to read. So every time a new one comes out, I'm just pumped. I nice. love it. And then my other one is uh, I think actually out today. Now that I'm looking, I the cover and the description just look amazing. I haven't read it though. Flower Heart by Catherine Bakewell. It says it's uh, perfect for fans of Margaret Rogerson and Tamora Pierce, a standalone YA debut that is a cottagecore fantasy romance about a girl with powerful and violent magic that she must learn to control or lose everything she loves. It just looks so cute. So I don't, I haven't heard people review it yet, but it looks adorable and it's on my list. So i'm excited for that yeah. one too nice. yeah pretty good so yeah some things to go and check out i had another one i was going to talk about but i had, didn't end up working out great for me so i was like mm, maybe i'll cut that off <laughs> i am halfway through list. another thriller that also technically has romance share kind of. yeah the family game by katherine steadman that's what I'm oh i yeah. really liked that it's it is messed wild. up it is. Yeah, I'm 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 right at the third act, and so I've already gotten through Krampus uh, knocked. I would like to say Miss Dedman mispronounces that word every single time she says it in the entire audiobook. Um, oh, I do audiobooks now. Like I I've changed so much since last I was on YouTube. Okay, okay. I have, I've basically been into this weird reading slump where I can't read a book unless it's on audiobook, because I now cook while I read or I cook so oh. I can read. So I cook a lot mm -hmm. and I've been playing video games. Like I've just filled my time instead of being a person on the internet. It's kind of great. Yeah. Interesting. That's what and the editors watching, I've also been writing my right. book. Of course. Obviously. <laughs> no, the family game is fun. It's like, it's, yeah. I just put both it's, of those on hold. So. Listen, the end. It's the wild. <laughs> It is so wild. I'm. You'll have to tell me what you think when you get to the end because that should be done is soon. Like, yeah, it goes some places. It's but like, it's definitely technically kind of romance adjacent because she's yeah. It's about a poor, like an orphaned British woman who meets mm -hmm. the son. He's like a Vanderbilt Rockefeller type, mm. like yeah. 
American steel telecommunications mm-hmm. dynasty, richer than God. Yeah. And he's a stranger from his family and she doesn't know why. And so she, she meets his family finally and his dad. And I got to tell you, I was like, why? There's an, like an entire scene of her just having sexual feelings for his father. It's very it is. uncomfortable. All right. I can't wait yeah. to see where it goes. I'm wondering if that pays off at all. And he gives her a old dictaphone tape and because she's a thriller author. I forgot. Right. She is a published thriller <laughs> author. He's like, I want to know your opinion on this story that I recorded. And she starts listening to it and it's him confessing to murder or is it? And it sends her down this rabbit hole of this yep. family and part of the it's around Christmas and they're like, you have to come over for this thing we do. Um, I have not seen the horror movie Krampus, but I assume it's the same legend. I do have to say as someone familiar with German customs who lived there for a year, this is not a thing. I just want everyone to know that, but they do this bizarre tradition with a seven foot tall goat demon. It's a whole thing. I was like, I, this family is weird. They're weird. Um, yeah, and they have like yep. a manor estate, and it's. I'm just excited. It's got ready or not vibes. Nothing. I thought it was going to all take place at the manor, and I was very surprised it didn't. So, please DM so me when you when you, fin- when you finish because it's. I will. That. I have theories. Okay. Okay. So, I'm curious to okay, see if okay. you have. Yeah, because the ending is is wild. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, good. Yeah. We'll talk separately about some other yes. recent thrillers I've read. <laughs> Okay, I'm catching up. I love it. (laughs) All right. So go forth and check out all of those things. Thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight. And thank you, Alexa. This has been very fun. Again, I'll be back talking Andor and Star Wars March 28th. And uh, we are your hosts, Bethany and Izzy. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And you can also find us on our individual YouTube channels. Next episode will be up March 28th, and this episode's bonus content will be available to patrons in the next few days. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.